Hey everyone, welcome back to Southern Pride Storytime. As you may have noticed, I haven't had any sponsored ads lately, and just to reiterate without going into too much detail, you can of course go to Anchor FM, search up my podcast, and sponsor me directly there until Anchor is able to find another sponsor for me. However, in the meantime, let's just jump right into our Christmas episodes. This is my favorite time of year to tell stories because Christmas and Halloween always just seem to have the most fun stories and creatures and it's just a good time. I get really excited about it. I know that's probably not not the cool stylish way to be but yeah I'm I'm perfectly content to nerd out at Christmas. I love it so much. I love the smells of the good food and candles and presents and cinnamon and The decorations are so bright and stuff on TV seems a little more wholesome than it usually is. Except this guy. You've been waiting for him and you knew I had to talk about him because we've been talking about monsters and stuff. So naturally, this time of year, here he is. It's Krampus. Krampus kind of serves as a punisher or disciplinarian for naughty children instead of St. Nicholas himself. Now, in modern versions of the St. Nicholas story, at least here in America, we have St. Nick kind of serving the dual purpose of he'll give you a gift if you're good, but he'll give you a lump of coal if you were not so good. Classically, though, in some parts of the world, St. Nick was sent to hit the road with a companion of sorts. And depending on where you're from, sometimes that punishing companion was Krampus. This was partially so that St. Nicholas, who's seen as kind of a kind and benevolent person who is the patron saint of children, would not be seen as someone who was then giving punishment to children. You know, that dualism, I guess, was a little bit hard to deal with. And... The reason why is partially because the punishments were so much more harsh at this time. You know, instead of just getting a piece of coal, you might be beaten with a stick. And they just didn't, they didn't want to tie that to St. Nicholas at the time. And I'll go into that in further detail in my St. Nicholas episode. You know there's going to be one. And it's, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot there, actually. I found a lot more for him than I did for Krampus. Um, Krampus is half goat and half demon, covered in fur, usually a very dark colored fur. Um, usually it's somewhat unkempt fur. Also, he kind of looks kind of gross. Looks like he needs a bath. He has cloven hooves and horns and a long red tongue that is always kind of hanging out there like, like he doesn't have the strength to pull it back inside his mouth. I don't know. It's gross. I don't like, I don't just like on, uh. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, how Barty Crouch always did that weird thing with his mouth because he's trying not to act like he's Doctor Who anymore. I don't know, but stop it. The mouth stuff is gross, and people with misophonia are going to go nuts when they hear all those yucky mouth noises. It's not it's not cool, man. Now, sometimes, instead of having both feet be cloven hooves, he'll have one kind of misdirected human foot that's like turn to the side or even backwards and then one cloven hoof. It's weird. I don't know what it's symbolic of, but it's weird. And it definitely 
distinguishes him from other kind of satyr images that you would see in like Greek mythology or pagan worship. He's got a weird foot thing going on. I don't know. See a podiatrist friend. I don't know. Maybe he needs to see a horseshoer. I'm not sure. He needs to see somebody because that's not, that can't be good for like your walking posture. He's probably got some hip and back trouble going on. Anyway, he carries chains and a birch stick for beating children, as we mentioned, and a sack for kidnapping him. So he carries a lot of stuff with him, sounds like. Um, some say that these bad children go home with him for him to eat, like Grilla, and uh, others say that the children go straight to hell, which neither of these are great options. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. Honestly, I just don't know. Eating would probably be the better option because then at some point there would come an end to your pain, whereas the whole idea of hell is suffering forever, right? Um, sometimes the chains that he's seen carrying with him are supposed to be symbolic of a biblical reference to chaining up the devil or binding the devil with chains, but it is kind of specifically implied that Krampus himself is not the actual devil, so I'm I'm a little unclear on that biblical reference and how it applies to Krampus precisely when he's not the devil, but who knows? These myths are so old that they have kind of morphed and twisted over time. They've been translated several times, so some things do get a little foggy with time. Some countries have St. Nicholas making his rounds on St. Nicholas Day or December 6th, making December 5th Krampusnacht the night where the monster wanders freely, punishing children. The word Krampus comes from the word Krampen, which means claw. Ooh. Sometimes as one human, no, I already told you that, one human foot, one cloven foot, seems like you'd hear this guy coming because it seems like he'd walk with like a limp. Who knows? Um, yeah, so really bad kids are sometimes also tortured, burned, or drowned instead of just eaten. In some versions there are where Krampus will throw you in his sack and then just throw the sack in the river. Again, this is, to me at least, a better option than being taken to hell. Still not great, though. Not a lot of good choices here. I guess, though, you know, going back to choices and consequences, your choice occurred throughout the entire 11 and a half months prior where you could have been making nice choices and not have to deal with Krampus. So there you go. At this point, your menu of options is fairly small. He's celebrated through all of Europe and is thought to have originally been a pagan god. Krampus loves schnapps, and it is a traditional gift to give him schnapps on December 5, or again, Krampusnacht. No word yet on whether a gift of schnapps will make him kind of look the other way as far as your sins throughout the entire year. I don't know, but apparently a lot of people give him schnapps because he is often depicted as being uh, under the table, as having had a little too much. So I'm hoping that if you give him schnapps, it buys your way out of getting into his burlap sack. I don't know. Sometimes it's a basket. A basket or a burlap sack. But either way, once you're in that container of his, you're not going anywhere good. So if you're going to bribe him with alcohol, give it a shot, I guess. I didn't find any cases in myth where giving him schnapps as a bribe, again, saved you from a miserable fate. But apparently people are trying their luck because this guy is wasted a lot of the time. 
In the 1880s, Krampus Karten were very popular, which are Krampus greeting, Krampus greeting cards. That's a terrible idea. Instead of like a nice little card, I love you, Merry Christmas. Instead you get a Krampus card. Oh, that's terrible. People are sick. I say are and not were because yes, this was 1880, but people are no better now. What a terrible. Can you imagine? Oh, look, I got a card from my grandma. That's terrible. Oh, I guess this is so funny to me too because today my, my husband got a Christmas card from his grandmother. I haven't looked at it yet. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a Krampus card. <laughs> it's just, oh, what a terrible thing. It's like an anti-Valentine's Day card. You were a brat this year. Here's your warning that you're getting dragged to hell by a monster. This is terrible. What an awful, it's an awful tradition, but it's so funny. It's funny if it's not what you believe in. I, I shouldn't be laughing. That's probably really irreverent. I'm sorry to anybody. But on the other hand, I don't think that Krampus has legitimately been like a religious figure in hundreds and hundreds of years, very similar to St. Nicholas. Like I said, he may have descended from kind of a pre-Christian god that was worshipped in the area of the world where he's most popular. But I don't think he's an actual religious figure anymore these days. So I only feel a little bit bad about laughing at it. The only people who are going to be offended by me laughing at Krampus are people who are still actually afraid of Krampus, I, I hope. Anyway, gosh, do not send me Krampus cards. <laughs> That's so terrible. Uh, eventually, Krampusnacht began to become a rowdy holiday, more about adults than about children. I hope so. If they're sending Krampus cards to people, those sound way too scary to send to little kids. Reminds me of that Nightmare Before Christmas scene. What did Santa give you, honey? And he pulls a shrunken head out of the box. And in many ways, this does kind of track with being more similar to Halloween than Christmas, but that's that's crazy hilarious. In fact, even the whole adults kind of overtaking this holiday is similar to Halloween. Because if you think Halloween used to be kind of a, at least when I grew up in the 90s and the late 80s, kind of a cute time when cute kids would dress up and go trick-or-treating. And now it's, you can't walk into a Halloween store without a bunch of uh, inappropriately dressed lady costumes all over, you know? So it's like, eh. I can see how this would evolve into a more sinful holiday than it originated as because we're seeing that evolution today just with a totally different holiday. Um, so it became less and less about scaring kids into be good, into good behavior and more about people dressing as Krampus, Krampus's Krampi. The plural gets a little vague when the word ends with us. I'm going to say Krampus's. I don't know. None of those pluralizations sound right. Or correct, but uh, yeah, people would dress as Krampus, I'll put it that way, and would chase other people in the streets, drinking schnapps and beating people with birch rods. This is a terrible holiday. <laughs> oh my goodness. So in the 1930s, <clears throat> I'm trying to straighten up an act right here, uh, Austria tried to ban Krampus because things were understandably getting out of hand. People were getting injured in these uh, December 5 beatings that were taking place on public streets. 
Krampus dances were banned. Krampus dances were a thing? Okay, well, Krampus dances were a thing, and then they were banned. That sounds terrible, too. That It's not a very romantic dance. Let's go dress like stinky, sweaty goat men and dance. Ugh. Well, I guess if you drink enough schnapps, anything sounds fun. I don't know. I'm not a drinker myself. Um, but yeah, you even if you were a Krampus costume, you'd be arrested on sight. That part seems a little bit of an overreaction. Like, I can see banning the uh, chasing people down for schnapps and beating them in public, but wearing a costume seems fairly innocuous if you're not hurting anybody. But I guess they were trying to ban the whole situation across the board. So if you were dressed as Krampus, you'd be instantly arrested. Eventually, dress up at all around Christmas, you needed a government license for so they could make sure that you were a jolly old elf and not the Christmas demon. Good grief. After World War II, the tradition slowly came back. In 1953, a pamphlet went out reminding parents that Krampus was evil and would scar their kids for life. This went out from a local teacher just kind of trying to keep that uh that ban in place so i guess teachers unions and teachers being pro-government control of everybody else's kids was a thing even back then hmm. go figure still despite all of these i'm going to say good intentions still krampus re-emerged on the cultural mind becoming more popular than ever and so it's a uh, kind of interesting. He's starting to become more popular again in, in at least our culture in America, despite being relatively unknown until a few years ago. There was some kind of Krampus horror comedy situation that was made and stuff like that. So he's becoming kind of a I don't want to say a big deal. He's not he's not competing with Saint Nicholas or anything like that. But he's just kind of becoming kind of a funny folklore monster like werewolves and, and mummies, something to make movies out of but not take super seriously, at least here in the States. Um, now that I know that I have a lot of international listeners, I would love to hear kind of your perspective on this. Some of you are probably over there shaking your heads going, girl, don't you laugh at Krampus. He's going to get you. And if that's your thoughts on the matter, I would be fascinated to hear more about what you're thinking thinking right now but um yeah so here at least in the states we don't take krampus as anything that serious again kind of a, a another boogeyman tale to just kind of scare kids into behaving straight it's manipulative but if you look at a lot of these folklore and fairy tales and from all over the world this form of manipulation of scaring kids into good behavior it's worked for thousands of years so i guess nobody's gonna stop doing it now i don't know Oh, man. As a side note, I don't know how well dogs understand humans, but both of mine have been hiding under the table for this entire episode and while I was doing the research for it. So I may not be scared of Krampus. I may be up here having a chuckle, but the dogs at least are super uncomfortable with it. So I'm going to end their misery. And uh, I don't know. They've been good. I, I won't sick the Christmas demon on them this year. I don't know. One of them's a little naughty. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, they would be shocked if there were ever consequences at all for being naughty. And on that note, I will see you next time for another Christmas episode. Have a wonderful Christmas. Be good. Um, you know, clean your house. Don't, don't get too much attention from 
Krampus. Have a good one.